Hi everyone, welcome back to my podcast, Happy Hour with Victabulous. Today is another special episode, review and discussion, because I am accompanied by my sister, Brianna, who is the other half to the twin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to I'm, figure out I'm how to your say sister that. that's also a twin. That's also a twin. She is the other half of the twin, Brittany, who was in last week's, last week's episode. episode. So now we are happily able to bring Brianna on. Hello. She's technically the oldest. By a minute. By one minute. <laughs> that minute makes a big difference. I'm the oldest one. Yeah, That's I know. Underneath you, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, she also has her own channel on YouTube. She actually is the one who helped me get everything started with my podcast and is helping me edit all my episodes and you know adding all the sound effects making it sound sound like (laughs) really really good yes yes making it sound legit like I've been doing this for a while um so a big thank you to you for helping me get this started um she her youtube name is fandom reactions yep yep and it's you, your friend Nikki, and, and Hannah. Hannah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they, you react to all, um, like, TV shows. Mm-hmm. We do, like, all the CW shows with Flash. We did Arrow when it was still airing. Um, and we actually did reactions to Stranger Things Season 1 and 2. Been meaning to get into Stranger Things Season 3, but I got busy. <laughs> I know, fell off the bandwagon there. <laughs> I'm glad I planned you for season two i'm sure you would have told me like if i asked you for season three you were like uh yeah maybe not but now i've been trying to get back to season three but with quarantine we've been opening ourselves up back to other reactions or finishing flash and legends so stranger things is on there for season three reactions but well as long as you watch stranger things season three before season four comes out and kind of nice well it's not nice but because of COVID, you have that opportunity to catch up. When is season four coming out? I don't know. I think they were still filming because they barely like was were releasing like the a couple or just I think it was just one trailer that they released. Oh. So, but I don't want to talk. I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah, I have not seen any spoilers for season three. Yeah. So hurry up and watch it okay. so we can talk about okay, it. Okay. 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 Damn. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, so again, this is her. She's you know been doing this for how long oh god five no six years going on seven this year yes so she has come a long way she is a veteran and she's just the expert that i turn to when anything that has to do with audio audio and starting your own kind of channel podcast type of thing yeah uh, uh, media networking media networking see there's the you teach me things every day (laughs) And uh, today's episode, tonight's episode, is being fueled by Stella Rosa. No, stop! Why would you make me do it? No! My sister can't roll her R's. She, and then when she does try to roll her R's, she starts uh, speaking a different, like, with an accent. I don't even know where it's from. <laughs> Just try Stella Rosa. Just Stella. Stella Rosa. St- okay, now Stella Rosa. Stella Rosa. <laughs> Stella Rosa. Stella Rosa? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She just follows through with the different accents. The accent is like D&D character comes out. It's weird. Oh, that's a... Yeah, it's Melody. Anyway. And by the way, she does D&D, so... 
You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yes, um, today is Stranger Things review and discussion of season two. Season one, if you guys have not watched Stranger Things, please do. You are missing out. It is a really, 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 really good TV show. It's one of the first Netflix, Netflix originals. Shows, yeah. originals. Um, now they're just busting them out left and right. Yeah, well, yeah. they have the budget for it because Netflix has, like, grown so much. Well, yeah, and thanks to Stranger Things. Yeah, Stranger Things really set the bar really high for, like, Netflix originals. It's really cool. Yes. So, season two, we're following uh, the the rescuing of Will Byers. Mm-hmm. Um, in season one, he was taken by the Demogorgon into the Upside Down. And uh, his group of friends, Mike, Dustin, oh shit. <laughs> Lucas! <laughs> that was my husband. Thanks, hubby. <laughs> Don't deepen your voice. That's ridiculous. Okay, get out of my podcast. The recording light is on, so shh. But thank you. Love you. Anyway, so it follows. So Mike, Dustin, and Lucas, they run into the, you know, meet Eleven, who's from, escaped from the Hawkins uh, laboratory, laboratory, where she was being tortured and forced to use, you know, her telekinetic powers to spy on this Russian mafia guy. Yeah. Um, they didn't really too focus too much on that, but really basically it's just about them kind of teaming up and trying to find uh, Will, and along the way they meet Eleven, who is able to, in a way, connect with Will because he's in the Upside Down, and that's how this whole thing, m- thing started, was because she, through her telekinetic abilities and being able to put herself in this like altered universe to spy on this Russian guy she was she opened up a, another dimension mm-hmm. aka the upside, upside down. down so let's go ahead and get into season two of Stranger Things it starts off with um, in Pittsburgh Pennsylvania a group of criminals have just killed a man uh, they flee in a van but are pursued by police they then uh, they you know escape from the police when one of the group when the group goes under a tunnel where rocks fall and block the opening however it was revealed that the rocks were only a vision in the mind of the lead policeman so one of the criminals in the van obviously has abilities to make you see or believe that something is happening when it's really not. Yeah, yeah. Which then they use to their advantage and they're able to uh, get away. Uh, the girl, it's revealed that a girl named Callie, a member of the gang, has caused the vision. Um, she is bleeding from her left nostril and we see a tattoo marked 008 on her wrist. Which, if you watch season two or season one, in you'll discover in one of the episodes that that's how Eleven got her name was because she had the number 011 mm-hmm. tattooed on her. And whenever she used her telekinetic abilities, she bled from Eleven. her nostril. Yeah. Okay, so that's the opening to season one, uh, season two. Back in Hawkins, the boys go to the Palace Arcade. 
and it's like the new it's like the hip place to meet at and go hang at you know on hot, friday hot yes on friday night you know they're all weekend uh where they find that someone with the name mad max has beaten dustin's high score in the game dig dug by over a hundred thousand points at the arcade will is experiencing an episode where he finds himself back in the upside down version of the arcade in the episode he sees a large shadow monster but he quickly is brought back uh by his friends and he you could tell this kind of happens on occasion yeah, yeah on a, a frequent occasion ever since he was brought back from the upside down mm, but he is yeah so he's not but he hasn't told anybody he's trying to keep this under wraps but it seems like as you go into season two more and more he started it's getting worse and worse mm -hmm. so the next day at school they meet a new student from california named max who immediately captures the affection of Lucas and Dustin <laughs> because as you can remember Mike and Eleven are a thing they're not oh, yet yeah, officially I'm like, are they not like are they a thing but or already they... in our minds we're already like shipping that like we're just like and they kissed in season one no or I don't almost think... kissed they almost kissed in almost season one kissed, yes so Lucas and Dustin are smitten by Max uh Dustin believes that she is Mad Max but Lucas is skeptical uh, at Hawkins High, Max's stepbrother, Billy, arrives and begins to compete with Steve for the title of king, because mm -hmm. he's known as, you know, the king in, yeah. at Hawkins High. Billy's an asshole, but he's also really hot. He is. Like, <laughs> if you thought, like, season one, you thought Steve was, like, bad guy. Yeah. The hot bad guy. Mm -hmm. Well, Billy is, like, the next five levels up. Yeah. He's like bad guy 2.0. Yeah, like, and Steve becomes like a single mom. He does, but he has really, really good looking hair. He like does. he's just, he just, you. But he like, as much of an ass as he was in season one. This season, I completely fell in love with Steve. Yeah, because he like, I don't know, he just. He just became a man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he became but a man. But you know what it also was, too? His relationship with Dustin that, like, yeah, blossomed. Yeah, that's what I mean when he became, like, a single mother because he adopted these fucking kids. <sighs> okay, let's <laughs> calm down. He's a father, okay? <laughs> <laughs> with mom jeans. Yes. All right, so, um, anyways, Will, who has been experiencing the episodes frequently, is taken by Joyce and Hopper to Hawkins lab where he is seen by Dr. Owens who's the new head scientist uh, meanwhile Joyce has begun seeing Bob newbie oh rip I swear it's like they know how to bring like a Barb back like a character like first season it was Barb yeah now this season it's Bob <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I gotta you don't say be named, you don't want to be named <laughs> yeah yeah, that's another one. Yes. Exactly. Oh my god, the light bulb just went off, guys. The B name. Oh gosh. And then Billy. Billy. Fuck. It, okay, we're not gonna say anymore. Okay. Then it we'll goes get into kind of like season three. So about Wait, Billy. What? Oh. 
Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert! Oh no! Okay, we have to take a sip of wine. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like I had to do that. It's fine. So anyways, um, so she's seeing Bob Newbie, and it seems like this whole routine, this is a routine for Will ever since, again, he was brought back from the Upside Down. He has been kind of going in a way to like therapy mm -hmm. at the lab since that's where the entrance to the Upside Down was first created. Yeah. Uh, okay, so back at high school, a classmate from high school and the manager of the local Radio Shack. Oh, he was a classmate. That's what they're talking yeah. about, Bob. Sorry. <laughs> this wine. <laughs> <laughs> so Bob is a former classmate from when they went to high school, and now he's the manager of the local Radio Shack. Uh, Nancy and Steve, who have been, they've been having regular dinners with uh, the Holland family, who are the parents of Barb, and they've been doing this since Barb's death. Nancy, who's still grieving Barb's death, learns that the Hollands, who are unaware Barb is dead, they just think that she's missing, or that she ran away. Yeah. So they're, she just found out that the parents are selling their house in an effort to pay and an, um, an investigative journalist named Murray Bauman to find Barb. Nancy feels responsible and guilty. Uh, Mike has been trying to contact Eleven for about a year. Yeah. 352 days to be exact. Um, and, and after her disappearance, so he's been unsuccessful. Later, Hopper goes to a cabin in the woods where it is revealed that he lives there with Eleven, who is very much alive. I tell you that this episode, like, even though you knew that she was going to be alive, because it's like, okay, you can't, like, start off Stranger Things season one Without with this 11. girl. Yeah. And having her be such a, like, key part in the, the season. And then just be like, okay, bye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're done with you. Yeah. We I mean, even though that's become quite a bit of a habit with certain shows. Yeah. I blame Walking Dead. Oh, no, don't get me on Walking Dead. Because I think that's where it started at all, where they started killing your favorite characters. Like, they were no longer like, oh, you wanted a happy ending for this person? Sorry. Bye-bye. <laughs> it was like that in Game of Thrones. The Game of Thrones just ruined it. Yeah, but I feel like, yeah, Walking Dead started at all. Like, they got you so invested in these characters, and then they just, like, had the most brutal, like, deaths yes. ever. And... Like, no one... If you no one at... saw it coming. Yeah. I think the first major character to have died that really like hit the spot where you're like you felt their pain and you wanted to be in on the action of them like getting their revenge like you just it gives you such chills is when Herschel died oh god like that I was like oh I feel like his daughters oh I was all up in those pills <laughs> I was like give me a fucking gun where's the I'm gonna kill the governor like I wanted to be in that fight like put me Copy and paste me. Put me in that episode. Give me freaking, you know, like, AKA 47. <laughs> <laughs> I want revenge. I want my own revenge. Just give me that episode to just get it out. But still, like, that's that's what makes really good TV. Oh, absolutely. When it makes you feel like that. And I feel like this that's what Stranger this Things does. Stranger Things does, yeah. In its own creative way. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so back to... Stranger Things. <laughs> Next podcast. Oh my god. Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. That's just where, I don't know. I'm gonna have to find like the shortest 
<laughs> recap of all the seasons just rolled into one. Because if I do season by season, like I'm doing Stranger Things, things it's just going to become a Walking Dead podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Scrap, you know. Throw on the towel, we're fine. Yeah, Walking Dead with Victabulous. <laughs> Walking with Victabulous. Walking with Victabulous. <laughs> so, Hopper's living in a, a isolated cabin deep in the woods. Clear, nobody knows that she's alive. It's been a secret for this whole year. And then, um, flashbacks show that after killing the Demogorgon, so it's kind of doing like a, a back play, a playback, back play, playback of what happened after Eleven disappeared in the classroom with the Demogorgon. Because mm-hmm. all you see is just Ash. Yeah. So, Eleven turned up back in the Upside Down, and she escapes. Escape. <laughs> She escapes through a portal and goes to see Mike at the Wheeler's house, but flees into the woods after seeing government agents at the house. More flashbacks show that Hopper finds her and sets up his grandfather's hunting cabin as a place for them to live. Back in the present, uh, Eleven wants to go trick-or-treating, but is told no by Hopper as it's too dangerous. Hopper is called into a pumpkin patch after reports of rotting pumpkins. Nancy wants to tell the Hollands the truth, but is persuaded out of it by Steve. They attend a Halloween party where Nancy gets drunk and berates Steve, putting the blame for Barb's death on them and saying that she doesn't love him. This episode really got me pissed off at Nancy. Like, yeah, no, Nancy was the, like, a pretentious little bitch, bitch during this yeah. episode. Like, I was like, bitch, get a control of your liquor intake. Yeah. I'm like, Steve is just trying to look out for her. Well, and he's a human being. Like, you're wanting to confess that you've been lying for a whole year about where, what happened, what really happened to your best friend. And in a way to try to alleviate that guilt or make wrong your right, you have dinner with your best friend's parents. Instead of telling them. Instead of telling them. And you're constantly watching him. And here's Steve, who doesn't technically have to join you, but because he cares so much about her, is willing to have dinner with her every single night with these parents. He wasn't involved in any of that. No, it wasn't him. No. He came like a knight in shining armor with a broken nose (laughs) and a bat with nails all over it and beat that Demogorgon's ass. Yeah. And help save them. And then this is how... Uh, she's just... Uh, she's, she's a child, which means like... She's a she's just a hot mess and needs to get her shit together. So, yeah. I'm not really for Team Nancy. No, like, I was. I haven't been for no, a while. I'm, In the beginning, yeah, I was. Yeah. I was, but I'm just like, mm. She's kind of just there. You're goody two-shoes. Oh. So, anyways, that's just my two cents about Nancy. I don't not like the actress. She's really, really good, obviously, because she makes me want to hate her. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, Steve decides to leave. He's, you know, understandably, he's upset and goes to, um, and Jonathan finds Nancy and takes her home. The boys are, go trick-or-treating and are joined by Max, who was invited by Dustin and Lucas. Will has brought Bob's video camera to record the experience. Um, However, he has another episode and decides to tell Mike about the visions, but requests that he doesn't tell anybody else. 
Mike admits to Will that he has been unsuccessfully trying to communicate with Eleven. Eleven tries to contact Mike, who was also simultaneously calling her using her supercom from the basement. But he's been unsuccessful. Uh, Dustin returns home after trick-or-treating to find a small, strange, slug-like creature in his trash can, which he determines is a polywog. Yeah. It is not. It's not a polywog. <laughs> I don't even know what a polywog is, Me but either. it does not look like a polywog. I thought it was like a frog. A polywog? Like a newt or something? <laughs> a newt! A newt. From What is it? Matilda. I don't know. No, I was thinking... I was thinking more of Marty Python. Amanda. I was more thinking Mar- Marty Python and the Holy Grail. I knew. So yeah, this is this too is really really cute. Like it's kind of scary, but it's cute seeing Dustin like take care of this unknown creature. But it's definitely not. it's not like it's not your typical like stray cat type yeah, of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. So back at the buyer's resident, Bob encourages Will to stand up to his fears. He kind of suspects that Will is having some trouble. He's trying to be um, not like a father figure. He's just trying to be there like a friend. Yeah. For him. You know, obviously he cares about his mom Mm -hmm. and just wants to be there and and show him that he can turn to him if need be. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Slob Kebab Nancy <laughs> Back at this woman, she's able to persuade Jonathan to help her tell Barb's parents the truth. Hopper asks Owens to investigate the pumpkins because when he arrives at the pumpkin patch, there's so many of them that are just rotting from the inside out. So it's like they're kind of they're 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 growing, but then at a certain time of growth, when they full on, like they're just rotting. Yeah, there's something in the ground that's causing all the the patch, the entire pumpkin patch, to just rot. Yeah. Dustin decides to bring the polywog to school, which he has now named D'Artagnan from the Three Musketeers novel. Uh, Will describes his episodes, and the boys conclude that Dart is from the Upside Down. Dart escapes from the AV room, and the boys and Max scramble to find Dart. Mike in the gym gets into an argument with Max as... Mike is angry at Max because Lucas and Dustin want to bring her into the party, which means, like, their group. Yeah. Uh, Eleven leaves the cabin to look for Mike and interprets Mike's argument as flirting. So she's able to try, she goes to the school to try to find him because she knows that he'll be at school. And she's kind of, you know, looking through the gym doors and sees this girl, Max. Yeah. Who the hell is she? Exactly. And not able to hear the conversation, like, what's really going on, he, she mistakes it, like, he found some new girl. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so she then uses her powers to knock Max over and leave. At the buyer's house, Joyce discovers an image of Will's vision, including a vague outline of the show, show, <laughs> the shadow monster. On the video, Will recorded while trick-or-treating. So, to just, like, rewind back a little bit to the night of the trick-or-treating, Will's recording with Bob's, um, tape recorder, and then while he's having his episode, he, like, goes back into the Upside Down, and then there's this huge, giant creature kind of looking down at him. Yeah. 
it somehow does make it onto the film. You can kind of see it, it through like, like the static. Yeah. yeah, it goes to static, but you can see the outline of the monster mm-hmm. in the in the in the static. Yeah, I remember she like put the paper to like the actual television and like traced it. She's a cool person. Yeah, and it matches the picture that he drew. Mm-hmm. After seeing the tracking of the outline matches with the picture that Will drew, Joyce goes to the middle school. Will finds Dart, but this triggers another episode where he comes face to face with the shadow monster. Will follows Bob's advice and confronts the monster, but the monster forces a tentacle down Will's throat. This poor kid, he's like, you're throwing up, taking, like... He doesn't get a break. Yeah, he can't get a break. His poor throat. (laughs) Because he's, like, regurgitating the slugs up, which are the dem turn into the demigods dogs yeah demigods demigods um and then now this shadow monster is like creeping up on him like Mm -hmm. has been following him Mm -hmm. okay so will awakens from the episode to the concern of joyce and his friends joyce decides to take will home but he begins acting strangely and begins drawing scribbles on multiple pages Joyce decides to call Hopper, and they find the scribbles line up, which form a network of vines. Hopper recognizes an area and leaves. Nancy and Jonathan arrange a meeting with Barb's mother, but are caught by undercover lab lab agents. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they're then taken to the lab, where Owens shows the two the gate to the Upside Down and admits Barb's death. He tells them that they have been tapping phones, which is how they discovered Nancy's plan to meet with Barb's mom mm-hmm. and in order to keep other governments from learning about the portal. When they are released, Nancy reveals that she recorded the confession. At the cabin, Eleven has an argument with Hopper and later finds his research into her biological mother, Terry Ives, and attempts to contact her with her powers. Mike worries about Will and goes to check him check on him at the buyer's house after requesting Dustin and Lucas to search for Dart. Hopper goes to the pumpkin patch again where he digs a hole. This leads to a tunnel into the upside down. Um, He then becomes trapped and passes out because he steps on this like yeah he like steps on something and he like it pops and then it kind of releases like a sedative or some kind of like hallucinant. Yeah. Yeah something like that and that's how it's kind of like a trap and then like these vines kind of like tentacles start like wrapping around him and like they got they got him uh so hopper goes so he's trapped there and passes out will sees a vision of hopper's you know him trapped um but joyce cannot figure out the meaning of the vision she decides to enlist bob for help as his nickname nickname in high school was Bob the Brain. Uh, Bob is able to identify the tunnels as a map underneath Hawkins. And he's able to roughly locate where Hopper was trapped. Lucas tries to get closer to Max, but Billy warns her to stay away from him. Back at Dustin's house, he finds Dart broken from his cage and ate his pet cat. Dustin then finds that Dart is a baby Demogorgon because he's slowly evolving. Yeah, yeah. He keeps evolving the more he, he eats. eats. Um, so Nancy and Jonathan go to Murray Ballman with the tape. This is the guy, the undercover journalist or whatever yeah. that the Barb's parents hired to, to like... find her. Mm-hmm. Murray knows the public won't accept the story as is with monsters, 
but suggests watering down the story. Murray and Nancy decide to change the story to say that Barb died from toxins from the lab. Murray sends the tape to the Chicago Sun-Times, where he was previously employed. Lucas tells the events of last year to Max in an attempt to gain her respect, but she doesn't believe him. Dustin lures Dart to his storm cellar and traps him. Uh, he then goes to the Wheeler's house to find any of the boys, even asking for Nancy, but none of them are there. On his way out, he runs into Steve, who's coming to apologize to Nancy, which I don't know what for he's doing. Nothing wrong. I know, he wrong. literally did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Being a bitch to him. Yeah, that should be reversed. Anyways, Dustin decides to enlist Steve for help and tells him to get the bat of nails from last season. Which is pretty awesome that he kept it, but at the same time, it's like, why? Why would you? Yeah. Well, just in case. You never know. Yeah, but... Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, they attempt to kill Dart, but instead find his, that he sheds skin again, and he has dug a tunnel to escape his basement yeah. cellar thing. Room. Uh, Eleven goes to Terry's house, where she is able to communicate with her powers... Uh, she gains Terry's memories of Eleven being taken at birth and Terry's attempts to rescue her before she was subjected to shock therapy, which kind of, like, meshed her brain. Mm -hmm. So now she's just, like, Mush. a vegetable. Yeah. Eleven finds there was another girl at the lab like her. Uh, Joyce, Bob, Will, and Mike are able to rescue Hopper, but lab personnel arrive and blaze the tunnels with flamethrowers. When the first... When the fire is is set, Will collapses in agony, as if he's being burned. Burned on fire. Will is rushed to the lab, where he displays memory loss, unable to remember Bob or Hopper. Owen speculates that the shadow monster is like a virus that has infected Will, and that any damage to the tunnels might be lethal to him. Nancy and Jonathan spend the night at Murray's, where he prods them about their relationship. The two later have a romantic encounter, Dustin and Steve decide to lure Dart to the junkyard, and Dustin recalls Lucas, or Dustin calls Lucas for help. Lucas brings Mac, at, Mac, <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk. Lucas brings Max, and the four are ready, and the four ready the junk. Oh, they ready the junkyard. Keep reading, Victoria. Gosh, the four ready the junkyard to trap Dart. Max opens up to Lucas and explains Billy's attitude is due to his father marrying Max's mother. Just then, Dart appears at the junkyard with creatures identical to him, and the group learns that there are packs of them. The group hides in the bus, and Steve later attacks them with the bat. But the creatures all run away suddenly. Um, Steve speculates they are going somewhere. Uh, back at the lab, Will views pictures of the map taken by a lab agent and points out a location that the shadow monster wants to avoid. Owen sends in a team to investigate, but the pack attacks the team and enters the lab, and they realize that the monster has been manipulating Will. Mm -hmm. uh, meanwhile, Eleven goes to Chicago in search of the girl in Terry's memories, who is revealed to be the psychic girl from the events in Pittsburgh, Eight. a woman named Callie, a.k.a. Eight. The two connect where Callie shows Eleven her powers, and she explains to Eleven that her gang is attempting to kill the lab scientist who worked under Brenner for what they did to her, and introduces Eleven to the group. Uh, Callie tells Eleven to channel her anger, 
which will strengthen her powers. The group goes to the home of a lab worker who performs shock therapy on Terry, who claims Brenner is alive. Eleven decides not to kill him after learning he has kids, and the gang is forced to flee. Eleven has a vision of Mike and Hopper in grave danger at the lab and decides to return to Hawkins. Back at the lab, the pack of demodogs overwhelm the lab, killing many of the workers. Outside the gates, Nancy and Jonathan have arrived at the lab and encounter Steve, Dustin, Lucas, and Max, who have followed the screams of the pack to the lab. Mike is able to convince Joyce to sedate Will. Um, Mike, Will, Hopper, Joyce, Bob, and Owens flee into the security room where they are trapped. The power goes out and Bob, knowing how to reset the power, volunteers to do so. He successfully activates the power and Owens stays behind in the room to guide out the group. Mike, Will, and Hopper, and Joyce are able to escape to the lobby. Bob makes it to the lobby, but is caught and killed by the pack. This was a sad this moment. Was really it was really sad. Yeah. I mean, this was just so, like, graphic, but not in the sense that it was, like, gross. Because it was. It was it gross. Was gr- it was but it was more so just you were seeing him being eaten to death. Like, yeah, all the, this whole pack. He didn't deserve it either. Yeah, exactly. I mean, where Barb, you knew she died, but you didn't really see how. Yeah. You just saw her kind of, like, be pulled back into the upside-down version of the pool where she was at. Yeah. And then that's it. And it kind of, like, gave you that sense of, okay, you know what happened. Yeah. She didn't survive. Even though we really, really did hope. Yeah, but the whole season. The whole season. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So... Bob is unfortunately killed. The remaining four regroup from the others outside the gate and go to the buyer's house. The group deduces that the shadow monster is a hive mind controlling Will and the pack, and if they kill it, its influence on those they control will end. Mike, who previously deduced that the shadow monster is using Will like a spy, tells the group who decides to remodel the tool shed so Will doesn't know where he is so the shadow monster cannot use him to spy. Mm -hmm. Will awakens where Joyce, Jonathan, and Mike share their fondest memories of Will in an attempt to get him to snap out of it. Will doesn't respond vocally, but taps out a message in Morse code, which reads, close gate. However, the house phone rings, leading to the monster to identify their location. And as the pack moves in, the group barricades themselves in the buyer's house, armed, but the pack is surprisingly dispatched by Eleven, who has returned to Hawkins. Mike and Eleven ha- get emotional to see each other alive after a year and embrace each other. This was like the moment we've all been waiting for. Like them, because the they keep having these like close encounters where they're like, "He's right there. She's right. Like turn around." And then nothing. Then nothing. And then she goes all the way to fucking Chicago. I'm like, well, he's definitely not gonna find you she now. Said, like, she had to go on her path she... to like harness her powers and she shit. Ha- she did but i was just like i don't know i felt it was a little bit kind of random like it wasn't it didn't flow too well no that makes sense no because like you it was like all of a sudden she's like looking for you know mike and then she runs away and she goes back to her house like to um her house or the cabin and then yeah she finds like this the like the hopper's like papers documents of her past so, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, boom, she's on a bus to Chicago. Yeah, or hitchhiking to Chicago. Yeah. And it's like, wait, what? I thought you, 
If you were pissed at Hopper, I thought you would go to Mike first. Yeah. And what gets what gets Eleven, we're doing a little bit of a recap, what gets Eleven pissed off at Hopper is not just that because she, it's not just that he's like kind of holding her hostage like in the cabin, but he's doing it to protect her. Yeah. It, but it's like dead. he keeps making like these false promises. And he knows it. Yeah, because she's like, oh, I promise I'll take you. We'll, yeah, because she just wants to, she's she's getting cabin fever, like literally. She wants to get out. Mm-hmm. Hopper's not giving her an inch. And then, like, they have this moment where they're eating waffles together. Yeah. And he says, you know, I'll come home, we'll have popcorn, we'll watch, watch movies. movies. And then he gets caught up. Investigating the pumpkins. And then he does it. late. He is late, and then he comes home, and they have this huge fight, and she, like, slams the door, but with her powers, I wish I could have that. Yeah! <laughs> like, just her, she just nods her head, or snaps her head to the side, and it's like, boom, in your face. Like, you know how pissed I am if I use my telekinetic powers. <laughs> <laughs> telekinetic powers Tele- to close the door. <laughs> you know. Wine <laughs> man. It is. Um, so... Yeah, and then there's this episode too, or this scene, where they're when they were doing a flashback to Hopper bringing Eleven to the cabin for the first time, and they're mm-hmm. kind of cleaning it up, and he comes across this uh, record, yeah, this the final record, record and, he's dancing. and he's dancing. That was just like one of like it just makes you fall in love with him Hopper, that much yeah. more. <laughs> but then I really like downloaded the song too. Nice, it's really good. Like, it's very catchy. What was the song again? Um, I don't know. I have to look it up. Yeah. Let me look it up. So the song is called You Don't Mess Around with Jim by Jim Crocs. Jim Cro- Jim Crocs. It's Jim and then last name C-R-O-C-E. You Don't Mess Around with Jim, which I think is kind of fitting because his name is Jim Hopper. I believe so, yeah. Is it? Jim? I think so. Billy Bob? I don't know. <laughs> it's not Billy Bob. It's, it's, it's Jim. Equivalent to Jim. We're just going to say it's Jim. Okay. Whatever. Anyways. So, Mike and Eleven are reunited. The gang's back together. Yes. <laughs> um, so, the group briefly reunites with Eleven. When Eleven convinces Hopper that she can close the gate, Mike points out that it may also kill Will. Joyce then remembers something Will said about the monster in the lab he likes it cold and decides to burn the monster out of him hopper and eleven go to the lab to close the gate before leaving eleven promises mike that he will not lose her again meanwhile joyce jonathan and nancy take will to hopper's cabin the group turns on the fire and heaters and are finally able to purge the virus from will after nancy prods him with a hot iron at the buyer's house mike Concerned about Eleven convinces the group to burn the tendrils at the tunnel to distract the um, demogs from attacking Hopper and Eleven. But Steve rebuffs the plan and refuses. So he's really, this is where, like, mom Steve is coming (laughs) out. Because he's he's with these kids who he's taken under his wing. You know, he's watching. And they're all kind of like, you know, we need to do this. We need to help. We need to help. And he's just got no support. He's just backed into a wall. And he's trying to be responsible, also in part because I believe, you know, one, it's Mike, two, Mike's Nancy's brother, yeah, and three, he's still trying to get into her good graces, even though he he sees the connection 
and the attraction with Jonathan. Mm -hmm. So it's really sad. It just gets sadder for Steve. I feel bad for Steve, but because he realizes it and he's still trying to fight, but he knows he's just like he's it's it's like a no-win situation. It sucks because I feel bad for Steve so much, but I also really like Jonathan and Nancy. I do like it warms it warms me uh, like warms me up. No, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) It just it I. I eventually come around to Nancy and Jonathan because you feel bad for Jonathan and you, I just feel like they had more of a connection. Nancy and Jonathan had more of a connection than Nancy and um, Steve. Cause like, I don't know, Steve was the popular kid and he was the, like the all-star and he was this and he was that. And Nancy was like, you know, the regular girl, like the just, bookworm, <laughs> the bookworm, like going after like the jock, you know, like every high schooler's dream or whatever. And so Nancy, she didn't fit in the bubble that she was with Steve. So I don't think that they even, like, worked out anyway. But I really like who she is when she's with Jonathan. It's comfortable yeah. and they, like... But you really feel Steve's love for her. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, he really, really does. Like, he's, like, already planning, like, his five-year plan after college. Like, he's going to work for his dad. And yeah, I do him and Nancy that. are going to live happily ever after. <laughs> and she's just kind of like, uh, sorry, dude. Like, she already has other intentions. Oh, absolutely. And, like, not that Nancy even deserves Steve at this point. Cause no. Because she treated him at the party. I'm like, I'm so sorry, Steve. I know you love her, but, oh, my goodness. He, he like, could do so much better. Exactly. Exactly. And I know we're all thinking, when I say better, me. <laughs> <laughs> not, like, me, me. Like, yeah, I know everybody that watches and that's, like, on the same page as us. You're like, oh, I treat him so much better. Yeah. You know, everybody would be like that. But it's true. I would treat him so much better. <laughs> And that hair, I would take such good care of that hair. Oh my god! <laughs> Conditioning treatments, <laughs> blowouts, you name it. Whatever you want. Yes. We had a fabulous hair together. Mm-hmm. That oh. gel. Oh. That blowout. <laughs> that little, little. The little swift. The little swift up. <laughs> if you could see our motions that our hand gestures that we're making, you would get it. Anyways. So back at Billy's house, his abusive father reprimands him for losing track of Max and sends him to find her because he's just all caught up in himself. He's working out. He's just really into himself. Yeah, he is. He's, you know, dancing in front of the mirror in his jeans and his his curly hair. He's he's cringy. He is. He's very cringy. It's like, get over yourself, dude. Like, (laughs) yeah, you're hot, but stop like fucking being so obvious about it <laughs> exactly jesus have some like dignity not dignity have some, some self-respect <laughs> some restraint i don't know exactly so and what is how he lost max is that she snuck out her back window yeah in her room because dustin came but like he was already threatened by billy to stay away yeah so and he didn't know Really, like, Billy, he didn't know how, like, dangerous Billy could be. Mm-hmm. Max did, so she just made it seem like when he came to the door, it was, like, a telemarketer or something. Yeah, like, like no big deal. Yeah, something like that. So, he's, his search takes him to the Wheeler's house where he encounters Mrs. Wheeler. And she gives him Joyce's address. He then goes there after where after a tense confrontation with Steve goes inside and this is where it's like you really feel for Steve because he just keeps getting his ass beat mm-hmm. but he looks really good afterwards like he really didn't he win off. though I think like 
Steve, like, they fought, like, he got his ass beat, but I think he won at the very end. No. With the help of Max, I thought. He did. He had, yeah, so, slow your roll. Oh, my <laughs> God, you're just like Britain. <laughs> Jumping the gun. Like, hold it back. Let me finish. But, yes. Um. So, after seeing Max with the Lucas, still, Billy grabs Lucas, but Steve attacks Billy, and they have a fist fight. Billy knocks Steve unconscious, but continues to punch him. Like, he's really, like... This is, like, the scary part of Billy. Like, the uncontrollable part of Billy, mm-hmm. who has some serious anger issues. But if you saw his dad and how he treats him, you can understand why. Yeah. Not that that justifies. No, it like... doesn't. But, <laughs> you know, Mac, he, not Max. Um, Billy doesn't help himself when he acts out yeah. either. So, Max grabs the syringe that Mike brought from the hospital and injects Billy with it and threatens him into obedience with the nail, the nail bat. Uh, she then steals Billy's keys. Uh, Steve awakens in Billy's car where Max is driving oh, the yeah. group to the tunnels and he's freaking the fuck out. Like, he's, like, literally, he's knocked out. They drag him into the car and they're all, like, crammed into this car, into Billy's car. And Max is driving and, yeah, he's like, what is going Like, he's just freaking out. <laughs> Because they're going through with their plan to help out. They're like, oh, no, exactly. like, it's fine. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's already, he wakes up to them already planning, like, going over their plan. And he just, he, he's lost complete power. <laughs> he has no authority over them. So, Steve and the kids enter where they cover the heart of the tunnels um, in gas and ignite it. Since the tunnel is ignited, the demagogues become distracted and return to the tunnel leaving the lab unguarded and so hopper and 11 enter the gate without facing any of them meanwhile the kids go to leave but encounter dart however dustin is able to calm him down and the group escapes when 11 tries to close the gate the mind flare senses her strength and sends the demodogs to attack her as hopper defends 11 from the swarming demodogs Eleven is able to channel her anger and closes the gate, killing the remaining monsters in the process. So, a month later, the lab has been shut down by the government following the publication of Nancy's tape. The Hollands hold a proper funeral for Barb. Owens meets with Hopper in a bar where he gives Hopper a forged birth certificate listing him as the father of Jane Hopper, a.k.a. Eleven. I'm so glad that she got, like, a name. I know. A name name. You know, it's, like, official. Uh, Steve drives Dustin to the snowball. This is, like, one of my many favorite Dustin and Steve moments. Oh, absolutely. Like, they were bonding when they were trying to, you know, lure, um, when they were kind of, like, throwing like chum on the train tracks like dart yeah for dart and then i don't know there's just like so many many different moments moments, but this is like one of the big ones Mm -hmm. he does the hair the exact fucking same he does it's so cute because if you've seen stranger things season two you know what i'm talking about like this looks so adorable so anyways uh Steve drives Dustin to the snowball, the annual Hawkins Middle School winter dance where he meets with the party. A slow dance then starts and Will asks and Will is asked to dance. Lucas asks Max to dance, Dustin asks multiple girls to dance but is rejected. 
Nancy, who is serving punch at the dance, sees Dustin alone and upset and dances with him. Outside, Joyce talks with Hopper. He's checking on her, making sure that she's okay. You know, because she's still reeling from Bob's death. Yeah, she does not get a break that she woman. Can't, I, feel, no. I feel for her. Right. Um, so then Eleven shows up where she dances with Mike. Lucas and Max have a kiss, and Eleven and Mike kiss right after. The students enjoy themselves at the dance, unaware that the shadow monster is very much still alive, towering over the school, but in the upside down. That is Stranger Things Season 2. Stranger Things Season 2 definitely, like, Stranger Things Season 1 was amazing. But it then, was. Like, it season... got you hooked. But Season 2 definitely... So good. It did, which I'm really glad because it just seems like with each ep which not each episode, each season, it just continues to get better and better and better. And you see these characters, you know, who started out as kids and they're little, you know, in Mike's basement playing D and D. Yeah. And just how they've all evolved. They've all come along and then you have these new characters coming along, which, you know, it makes it that much better. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, they stepped it up with like the different like the different types of demogorgons like with mm -hmm. the demodogs and like seeing all of that and then even like the gore like it was pretty gory season one but like season two they like, definitely like s stepped up the bar because like I think after having such success with season one they had to raise the stakes I really think they and they that. pulled a walking dead yeah with Bob yeah I mean Barb yeah you didn't get too much invested you couldn't get too attached you couldn't get too attached, but you did just enough for everybody to kind of like justice for Barb. Yeah, right. Like justice for Barb. You know, they really wanted her to like come back, but you know, they knew it wasn't gonna happen. Yeah. Um, but then they stepped it up. Those assholes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and they they got you invested in Bob. One, it's hard not to be invested in Bob because he is played by Sean Aston. Yeah. Who played. Um, who was in The Goonies, and then... Lord of the Rings. Yes. Sam. Yeah. Like, you can't... <laughs> you can't... You put a, such a level of character if you, if you didn't make that connection and that recognition, like, you already... He's such a good actor already, and they mm -hmm. picked such a lovable actor. For one, like, his major pull was Sam. Yeah. In Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. So, I was about to call him Mr. Frodo, and that's Mr. definitely... <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, it's Mr. Frodo. I'm like, no, he's definitely not no, Frodo. No, that's how he always referred to Frodo as Mr. Frodo. Yeah. Which is so adorable, even though that's like your best friend, and you still call him so properly. Yeah. So gentlemanly. So yeah, the actor is just already such a good actor. You recognize him, you, you geek out because it is who he is. Yeah. And then he's this lovable character again, too. Oh, and then it's just oh. I really liked him with that Joyce. I really liked him too, but I can see what they were doing for Joyce and Hopper. Really? Yes. Like no, I'm not trying to give any spoilers, but like come on now. No, like I, you can tell in season two because in season one everybody treated Joyce like the crazy lady, the crazy you know, small town crazy lady. Yeah. You know, and then turns out she ain't crazy. Yeah. And she's very resourceful. Mm-hmm. And then in season two, you really see her come into her own kind of like as a, as a woman 
yeah, she's a single mom and she's trying to raise two kids, but you see her strength. Yeah. And I think that strength is mainly her love for her kids, you know, not giving up. Jonathan, yeah, he's, he's, you know, getting close to graduating high school. So he's already kind of independent in his own sense. Mm -hmm. But then that there's Will. And you just see that love for Will. You saw it in season one when she wouldn't give up that he was dead. Yeah, she was not. Then season two, it's just. Is he okay? Is he okay? You know, she's, she's just hell bent on making sure her kid survives, Mm -hmm. you know? So, and then Hopper, you know, he, he's kind of like this deadbeat kind of like sheriff. Yeah. You know, just kind of, but you know, you see his backstory. He lost his daughter. He basically lost his family. Yeah. And now it's kind of in a way he's getting it back. Yeah. You know, he has a daughter. 11 you know i think that kind of helps give them a self of purpose mm-hmm. a sense of purpose you know uh, a reason to want to try and you can tell he's trying yeah he you is could really, tell there's lots of growth that he went through it, it is and so i think the season two really expanded on each character's growth mm-hmm. but also like what is it um with billy even though he was so, like, he's such a bad guy. And you know how bad he is and what a dick he is. Especially to poor Steve. Yeah. But then when that moment when he went to the Wheeler's house to find Max and he comes across Mrs. Wheeler, you even see her grow. Because in season one, she was just, like, your typical housewife. Yeah. You know, there, you know, just doing things totally oblivious to what was really going on yeah yeah but and then in season two you see that she's really she wants to be she's she's a woman she wants to be looked at and 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 treated like a woman like a woman not like a housewife which is what her husband her poor husband is like just totally over his head oblivious you know she's trying to lay out all these like signs and help him out like hello Hello, i'm right here i'm right here you know she's getting all dolled up she's lightened her hair you know she's she looks very youthful like in the first season she didn't she looked like a a housewife you know three kids you know that's it and then you really see her in a different light in season two but especially in that scene where she interacts with billy for the first time and they have that connection that that flirtation mm-hmm. and yeah at first you thought that it's oh it's just billy feeding into her being obviously attracted to him yeah but there's something there i think oh god i think there's something there. oh lord yeah so anyways but yeah season two i really and then like i don't know even the kids they did such a good job and like even introducing max like i like, I don't know, I thought it was, like, going to be, like, a self-insert sort of character, but Max really grew on me as the season went on. Yeah, because you kind of were like, okay, who's this new bitch? Like, yeah. how dare you? Like, you can't sit with us. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, but, yeah, she really did. And it turns out she was Mad Max. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of, like, they didn't really touch base on that because it kind of got caught up with all this other drama, but she really was Mad Max. Yeah. And it was, that's another sad thing is because, like, 
Dustin, he liked her, but then he got caught up with his pet, you know, the Demodog. And he kind of missed his chance. With Dart, yeah, and that gave, you know, and he was kind of jealous for a minute, but he loves Lucas, and he wants Lucas to be happy, and he knows Lucas likes her, too. Yeah. Um, Dustin's really sweet. He is really sweet, and it was just really, really sad, because he was like, oh, meanwhile, I'm, like, raising a Demodog, and... <laughs> You guys are over here getting all friendly. Yeah. You know, so he never really had a fair chance to try to, like, win her over. I honestly think if he did have a fair chance, he could have. Yo, absolutely. Dustin's so charismatic. Look at that face. Exactly. He was just a born gentleman. Yeah. Especially with his interaction with his mom, too. Like, his mom and them have, like, such a... They have, like, such a close bond. Especially when the Demodog ate her cat. cat. And she was like, where's the cat? And he's like... Mom, go look for the cat, okay? You know, they were just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was just so cute how they, like, yeah, it was just. And then there's season three, which I can't get too much into because I haven't watched it yet. Okay, I'll get on it. Well, you need to get on it like stat because I have a lot to discuss okay. and I want to be able to have someone share that with me. Okay. I don't know who I'm going to bring on for my third episode, or I'm not third episode, but for season three of Stranger Things. Um, I don't know if Vanessa's watched. Yeah, she's watched Stranger Things. She's watched the third one. You're just making your way up to listen for them. I am. I have to. (laughs) Yeah, we've got so many of them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so I'm going to, yeah, I think I'm going to finish out Stranger Things with I'll see if Vanessa can come over and be my guest for oh the God, third one. <laughs> I know that one's going to be fun to edit. Yeah, you're going to have your work cut out for oh, you. Oh, shit. Okay. More so for her, not me. I know. I'm a professional. <laughs> I'm, oh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> you know what? I'm trying, okay? There was that one day. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one day that pissed me off. It did. I was like, ooh. <laughs> She's really angry. <laughs> like, I was laying in bed, and what what episode was there? Oh, God, I don't even remember what episode it was. I think it was, like, the third one. The third or fourth one. Something. And I'm, like, you know, I'm feeling confident. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, I've got this down. I come in. I record. I have my routine. You know, I'm doing exactly what she says. <laughs> At least that's what I thought. And then... Lo and behold. <laughs> what is it? Thursday night? Yeah. The night before, you know, we post the episode um, on Friday. You know, I get a call. It's like, what, 9 o'clock? Yeah. 9 o'clock. And I'm At first, getting... I was wait. I was going to wait to call you. I'm like, no, I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. And I looked at the time and I was like, oh, she never really calls me this late. You know, but I'm sure it has something to do with the podcast. And so I was all comfortable, getting ready to doze off. I was like, yeah, it's been a good week. And then you don't call me. You FaceTime me. Yeah, I wanted you to see You FaceTime face. Yeah, you wanted me to see your face. Yeah. Be like, see the anger look into my eyes. <laughs> so, As yeah. As an audio engineer, I have, like, specific guidelines when I do my editing and when I do my, when I take on a project. She really, you could see her, her, her professional side come through because she laid down the law she's like i ask you for simple things i don't ask much from you when you record your podcast but 
like I, I'm like I'm like what did I do like did I insult her in some way did I say something that was really like insensitive and then she's like you know it turns out I'm not talking directly into the mic and so how my desk is positioned is like I'm trying to we with still when we're still learning about you know different trying to get the audio right making sure it sounds clear uh, doing like little tweaks and, and tricks to help make it, you know, enhanced and sound better. So I had my, the laptop, you know, on one side of the desk and then I had the mic facing the other way. So that way the fan, cause we were trying to narrow down like what this like kind of like, this, like white noise. Yeah. yeah. Fuzz was in the background. So we kept just messing with, you know, testing out different theories. And the one I had was that, oh, it's probably the, the fan from the laptop is too loud and it's just it, the mic is really sensitive and it's picking up that. So that's why I had the mic and the laptop so far away from each other. But at the same time, I wanted to keep track of the time and make sure that it wasn't like it was still recording. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, Brianna got really pissed at me because... Like I said, I had, I was trying to figure out different ways to improve my recording quality, like the audio quality and in doing so, which I thought I was doing an amazing job, <laughs> I kept turning my head away from the mic to look at the computer and I guess on her end when she was editing the recording, it was like showing like a freaking it was, it was like a patient on hooked up on a freaking EKG machine going into, like, cardiac arrest or whatever. And, yeah. Yeah. I had to level out the whole thing. It took me way longer than necessary to edit. And my sister never gets mad at me, for one. <laughs> She's not entitled to, really, what? ever. She doesn't really have legitimate reasons, and I'm the oldest, so that's, like, a that cross-cancels out. Yeah. <laughs> but this was actually, like, legit because this was, like... On a more professional sense. But I could see her <laughs> anger. And I'm like. At first I didn't think she was that angry. But then like you just see like. <laughs> the steam the coming vein out of my in her temple. Just <laughs> pulsating. And I'm like my goodness. Like I'm so sorry. So the next episode I was just like right at the mic. I didn't move. <laughs> like I was even afraid to look in a different direction. Because. I was just traumatized. I was like my goodness. Like, I think that's when I saw you in a whole new light. You weren't my, you weren't my little sister anymore. <laughs> just like, oh shit. <laughs> I didn't get a degree for nothing. Like, <laughs> Okay, but, like, I pay you, so. <laughs> yeah, if you want to continue paying me to do a good job, you have to do your part of it, too. I wasn't aware. I'm still learning, okay? <laughs> I don't have that degree, okay? I think my favorite part was you messaged me, both you and Brittany, messaged me about last week's one with Stranger Because I was fucking one. traumatized. <laughs> They're like, we're so sorry. Let us know. I even told Brittany, I was like, she's going to fucking kill us. I think it's even in the recording. It is. <laughs> See, so there's proof. So if I go missing next time, you know why. <laughs> Brittany, she even messaged me. She's like, don't get mad. I think it was my fault mostly. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, the recording. Well, you like, just, because we can't see. And then, like, I just wanted to make you aware that I acknowledge the fact that me and Brittany are sharing a mic because we're still, again, trying to figure out the audio, audio quality. And I haven't got a splitter for my mics. And so it's just a whole learning process. So 
go easy on me, damn it. <laughs> no, the laugh so, isn't good. That's good. <laughs> I call you, I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I was like, oh shit, here it is. Here it is, oh my god, she's gonna kill me. <laughs> she's on her way over, she's gonna just, oh. This is it. But no, she was like surprising, like, oh no, it wasn't that bad. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? Because I'm like, <laughs> my head may not be turning, turning, but I'm not like into the mic like she tells me to be. Yeah. So, you're a liar. No, I'm not. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, that one recording, that one I recording is no... so bad. I think that recording too is just like I could not focus and I kept getting distracted and. I, it was pretty one of the early episodes because I was still adjusting to talking into a mic, you know, just kind of figuring out my routine and being comfortable with this podcast, mm-hmm. you know, because this is totally new territory for me. I've never done any kind of like whatever the word you called it, media, networking, whatever. Probably. Oh my god, you just said it not too long ago. That was an hour ago. That was before my (laughs) glass of wine. Oh gosh, okay. Well, remind me to not let you have any wine because you'll get amnesia and forget shit. (laughs) Short-term memory. Um, But yeah, so I'm just probably not like realizing the certain things, but I'm better now because, you know, I learn. I'm I'm a (laughs) one-offense kind of learner, you know. One and done. You're doing good, I promise. I'm going to appear in the shadows and be like, what did I say? <laughs> what did I say? Yeah. You know when they say dynamite comes in small packages? Well, there you go. This is it, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Even Brittany surprises me sometimes. Really? Yeah, with her, like, random, like, outbursts of anger. I'm like, excuse me, where the hell she is this? She gets mad about, like, random things, though. She does. But it's, so yours is more legit than her. Mine was on a business <laughs> level, Victoria. This was oh not as gosh. your sister. This was as your partner. Okay. You say so. <laughs> and that's why I paid you extra. I was like, I felt so bad too. I paid you extra, bitch. So <laughs> that should tell you. How sorry I was. I was like, fuck, I gotta buy her lunch. I gotta get her this. I gotta get her that. I have to really show my appreciation because I really am appreciative of you helping me out. And because I don't think this podcast would have ever taken off or be like the quality that it is in regards to audio. Like, you gave me my own jingle. Mm-hmm. You know, you add certain sound effects in there and you make it sound really, really good. So I don't think I would be at that kind of level. If it weren't for you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Don't start crying on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not prepared for that. <laughs> okay. I have to be in a certain, like, mood to handle, like, okay, let's not, like, calm yeah, down. Calm. Okay. All right, they're yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, so that's my little story on this learning experience of having my podcast and having an editor who's just like professional as fuck <laughs> and has no time for bullshit or, you know, her time is precious. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I hope you enjoyed this movie discussion and review along with having my guest. This is a show, not a movie discussion. 
I know, but if it, or yeah, sorry, TV show. I'm so used to doing movies. Excuse yeah. me. How dare you correct me on my own podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking edit this out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, anyways, so this TV Netflix series discussion and review. My lovely sister Brianna, most <laughs> of the time when I'm not pissing her off. Um, thanks for coming on, being one of my guests. I really hope that I can have you on again sooner um, for another TV show review or movie review. And it's been fun. Next episode is going to be obviously Stranger Things season three. I will try to get my sister Vanessa on to do this, that next uh, discussion and review. So please stay tuned and be safe. Have a happy Friday. Have a good weekend. Um, social distancing, wash your hands, don't touch your face, cover your face with the mask. (laughs) But yeah, just enjoy getting back into this new normal. And I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.